0: Just transition to it. I'm gonna come back from. So. Um.
1: Cool.
2: Morning, Central Park Baptist Church. Good. Good morning, Central Park Baptist Church. Good morning to you all. We're excited to be here uh, this morning. Glad to see, see everyone. Now, uh, this is January. We haven't taken an opportunity to recognize January uh, anniversaries and birthdays. We'd like to just take a short moment before we begin to see if there was, uh, and you don't have to stand, uh, but if you just raise your hand, do we have any January wedding anniversaries? amen amen Any in the choir oh okay oh here i'm over there okay amen (laughs) (laughs) amen helping you out brother so you remember amen okay so we got several amen what about january birthdays anyone who was born the month of january (laughs) we're back over here again okay amen oh and brother will of course amen Amen. Well, at this time, what we like to do is to sing a uh, happy birthday to uh, those who were born in uh, the month of January, as well as recognize our anniversaries as well. Here we go. A happy birthday to you. Happy Make sure when we're at the uh, fellowship portion of our worship, make sure to wish those happy uh, birthday and happy anniversary. Amen. Now, at this time, for those of us who are able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing Hymn 411. Hymn 411, Revive Us Again. So we can get, get going this morning. Revive us again, Hymn 411. Revive us again, Hymn 411. Sing along. We praise Thee, O God, for the Son of Thy love, for Jesus who died and is now gone above. Hallelujah, thine the glory, hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, and the glory, revive us again. We praise Thee, O God. We praise Thee, O oh God, for Thy Spirit of light, who has shown us our Savior and scattered our night. Hallelujah, than the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, than the glory. Revive us again. All glory, and praise to the Lamb that was slain who was born all our sins and has cleansed every stain Hallelujah Thine glory Hallelujah Amen Hallelujah Thine glory Revive us again Revive us again, fill each heart with thy love. May each soul be rekindled with fire from above. Hallelujah, thine the glory, hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory, revive us again, Amen.
0: over our people lord save the lost we ask it in the name of jesus
2: amen amen and amen thank you brother Corey. as we continue in praise we invite you to turn to hymn 561 hymn 561 i love to tell the story amen that's one way to, re- to revive us again is to be reminded of the story of how we met the Lord. I love to tell the story. Hymn 561, hymn 561. I love to tell the story. Sing along. I love to tell the story of uh, sing things above of Jesus and his glory of Jesus and his love love to tell the story because i know it is true it satisfies my longings as nothing else can do i love to tell the story it will be my thing in glory To tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story more wonderful, it seems, than all the golden fancies of all our golden dreams. I love to tell the story it did so much for me and that is just the reason I tell it now to thee I love to tell the story will be my theme in glory to Tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story, tis pleasant. I love to tell the story, tis pleasant to repeat. What seems each time I tell it, more wonderfully sweet. I love to tell the story for some have never heard the message of salvation from God the holy word. Amen. I love to tell the story will be My fame and glory To tell the old old story Of Jesus and his love I love to tell the story For those who know it best Same hungering and thirsting To hear it like the rest, and when in scenes of glory I'll sing the new, new song, twill be the old, old story that I have loved so long. I'd love to tell the story, twill be. My fame and glory to tell the old old story of Jesus and his love. Amen. Maybe seated.
0: Amen. amen. Man, if you've been rescued, say amen. Hey. Man, that makes you want to sing. When we all get to heaven, amen. Hey. Which just happens to be our next song, hymn number four hundred and twenty-nine. If you're able to stand, uh, I ask you to please do
2: so. Hymn number four twenty-nine. When we all Amen. Hymn 429, sing along. I sing the wondrous love of Jesus, sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansions, bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus. We'll sing and shout the victory. Ladies only, verse 2. Ladies only, verse 2. one when we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus we'll sing and shout the victory men only verse 3 men only uh, let us then be true and faithful trusting serving Every day just one glimpse of him in glory will the toys of life repay everyone when we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus will sing and shout the victory onward to the prize before us everyone onward to the prize before us soon his beauty will behold soon the pearly gates will open we shall tread the streets of gold amen when we all get to heaven We'll sing and shout the victory. Amen. Well, you may be seated.
3: Welcome to Central Park Baptist Church this morning. We're awful glad that you're here. And I can't wait to shout the victory. What a wonderful morning. We want to thank all of our visitors for being here this morning. If you're a visitor here with Central Park Baptist Church, this is your very first time here. If you slip your hand up, our ushers will come, and they'll bring you a a visitor card. We're going to ask you to fill that visitor card out. And then after the service in the foyer, uh, there's a sign that says, Welcome. And I'll be standing behind a desk there. I have a bag of goodies to give you as a little gift to thank you for coming (laughs) and being a a visitor here at Central Park Baptist Church this morning. We want to welcome you. There's a lot of churches to choose from all over the place. Yeah. In fact, I probably passed up at least 50 of them on my way here this morning. But I wanted to come here. Amen. I love being at Central Park Baptist Church. I believe this is where God meets us every week. Amen. Thank you for coming and being a part of our service. Pastor,
0: amen. Say I'm glad you're here. It's good to see my mom and dad. They haven't been over in a while, and it's good to see them this morning. And I appreciate them being here today, and my, my mom came this time. That's awesome, you know. Now, and I'm all kind of nervous. Uh, not because they're here, but because they know so much stuff, you know. So, uh, but I'm glad that they're here this morning. I appreciate uh, them coming, and uh, but uh, glad that you're here as well. Thank you all of our guests. Please don't forget about everything going on today, and we'll make those announcements at the end of our, uh, at the end of service uh, this morning. But for now, we have an opportunity to give. Amen? That's right. That's Amen. Right. We, and I trust that uh, you'll give because God said give and it what? Shall be given. Yeah. shall be given. God gives to you so that you can give to him so that he can give back to you. Press down, shaking, together, and running over so that you can give back to him. And the reason why is because God will not be a debtor to you. And uh, if you give, God will bless you. So I thank you this morning for your offering. Father, please bless the offering today. And thank you again for our folks this morning. And God, I pray that you'll bless the offering, bless the gift and the giver. And I ask you, Father, to please meet with us in a special way today. God, we can't worship God without you, Lord. And Uh, Not in the right way. And so, Lord, I pray, God, that you'd bless. But again, thank you for our folks and their faithfulness to give. Bless the offering. Add your blessing to it. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have an offering, please come.
2: going to do we're going to uh, sing one more hymn and at the conclusion of this hymn we'd ask that uh, all children fifth grade and under uh, be dismissed for children's church and our career and ministry can be dismissed as well at the end of uh, this next hymn hymn 365 hymn 365 are you washed in the blood Amen. amen are you washed in the blood hymn 365 that's going to be our our next hymn Hymn three sixty-five, are you washed in the blood? <laughs> Amen. Sing along. Have you been to Jesus for that cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting? Are you walking daily by the Savior's side? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Do you rest each moment in the crucified? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless, are they white? As snow, are you washed in the blood of the lamb? Or when the bridegroom comes, will your robes be white? Are you washed in the blood of the lamb? Will your soul be ready for the mansion's bright? Washed in the blood of the lamb, are you washed in the blood? Of the Lamb, are you harmless? Spotless are they white. Cast up, are you white in the blood of the Lamb? I lay aside the garments that are stained with sin and be washed in the blood of the Lamb fountain, flowing for the soul unclean. Oh, be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Are you washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? At this time, fifth grade and under, fifth grade and under, you're now dismissed for junior church. Uh, our Korean ministry is dismissed at this time. We'd like for everyone to please greet each other briefly uh, as we prepare for our morning special. Please greet each other. my See my Jesus on the cross, the people crying, looking on a man could think it tragedy. But what this world could not see was when they nailed him to that tree, it would break the chains of sin and set man free.
1: Love grew.
2: precious blood has covered me, thorns of violence, thorns of hate, were growing wildly, and the sorrow that it caused was plain to see. But when that blood came streaming down that cross where my Savior bled and died, it started blossoms of forgiveness growing free. Love Love
1: grew where the blood Fell. Flowers of hope sprang
2: up, up for men in misery. In in misery. misery.
1: Sin
2: died in where the blood, blood fell. I'm so glad his precious blood. Covered
1: me, love grew where the blood fell,
2: flowers of hope sprang up for me. Precious blood.
0: Said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he said, Master, say on. He said, There was a certain creditor which had two debtors, the one owed five hundred pence and the other fifty. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most. Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most, and he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. Wherefore, I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he saith unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said to the woman, Thy faith hath saved thee. Go in peace. Dear Father, help us today. Uh, Lord, I pray, God, that you bless the, the preaching of the word this morning. May it not be me, but God, you that, uh, Lord, uh, lives in me. And so, Lord, empty me of me, fill me with you, and Lord, we give you praise. Bless the reading of your word, and I'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, the, the I guess the message, but there's a gentleman that came and tuned our piano the other day. And uh, he was talking to me, and he began to tell me about a preacher, not wasn't a Baptist preacher, but about 30 years ago that he asked the question, what, are, what do you think uh, is, are the most uh, uh, influential and perhaps damaging to people in our society today? And the preacher, over 30 years ago, said, well, I would give you two things. One is self-centeredness, and the other is unforgiveness. Well, he he said, I bumped into the same preacher just a couple of months ago, and he said, I reminded him of that conversation, and he said, I asked him the same question here 30 years to the future, and he said, "Uh, what would you say are the two things again today? And he said, I would have to tell you it's the same thing today as it was 30 years ago, self-centeredness and unforgiveness. And so I began to think about the message, and I found this story, true story, about uh, a Spanish father who had become estranged from his son after uh, years of fighting between them and the son had run away from home and uh, the son had been away for years and and uh, the father began to think about his son and think about their relationship and how he wanted to restore that and and so he looked for him all through the city of Spain and, and or through the country of Spain couldn't find him anywhere and Uh, After searching for quite a while, he thought, well, I'll put an ad in the paper. And so he put an ad in the the Madrid newspaper, and this is what it said. It said, Dear Paco, meet me in the front of this newspaper office at noon on Saturday. Well, that following Saturday, that dad was standing there, and the story goes that 800 Pacos showed up. Looking for forgiveness from their father. 800. We live in a world that is starving and searching for forgiveness. Amen. The guilt of failures past. I believe they serve as a ghost that haunts the lives of literally millions of people today. Uh, I mean, we long for forgiveness. Are y'all still here? Say amen. amen. We. I believe we look for it. I mean, we live for forgiveness from a friend, a parent, or a spouse, even forgiveness from those that we worship with. And the sad thing is that the church, the body of Christ, ought to be the first place that people can come and find forgiveness. But far too often, it seems like it's the last place that we find it. Uh, some of the most unforgiving people in the world are those who claim to have been forgiven by God. I mean, and, and, and listen, and that's what makes this portion of scripture important. Uh, uh, it introduces us to several people. If you look there in those verses, you'll find that there's a Pharisee named Simon there that invited the Lord into his home. Uh, there's also an unnamed woman who some believe it to be Mary Magdalene, who's Life was stained and scarred by sin. There's also a, an unnamed creditor, two unnamed debtors, uh, but then there's the most important figure in this uh, in this passage of scripture, and that's the Lord Jesus Himself. And so the full focus here is on that of forgiveness. So. I want to take a little time, not only today, but uh, the next couple of Sundays, and I want to talk to you about forgiveness, and, but I want to start off with the one who we ought to always start off with, and that's God Himself, uh, and talk about the forgiveness of God. And if you look there in verse 48, uh, there's a woman who's called a sinner, and we see in verse 48, the Bible says, or the Lord tells us, thy sins are forgiven. I mean, and it reminds us that you can be forgiven by God. Amen. It doesn't matter what you've been through, or or what you have faced, or you know. People have often say, "Well, preacher, you don't know what I've done." Well, that listen, that does not matter. Amen. You can still be forgiven of God. Yeah. And I want you to notice here as we start off about this. If if you turn and write these verses down, because I'll I'll not have time to go through them. But it ought to bring joy to our heart today to know that our sins have been forgiven. I mean. Uh, and if you, listen, if you have sin in your life today, that li- listen, they're only still there because you've chose to allow them to remain there. Right. You can still be forgiven. Psalm chapter 32 and verse 1, it says, blessed is he whose transgressions is forgiven. Right. Uh, the, the apostle Paul echoed these words in Romans chapter 4 and verse 8. And he said, blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Right. I mean, both of these were speaking of the happiness and the joy of knowing that your sins are forgiven. Amen. Listen, Isaiah, said in chapter 1 and verse 18, God said, He said, Though your sins be scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Listen, man, we've changed. You know, if you've noticed, uh, we've redefined a lot of things in our society today. I mean, and we've redefined them so that we can make them, you know, the, the, what we want it to be. I mean, man calls it an error, God calls it enmity. Man calls it a mistake, but God calls it madness. Man calls it a weakness, uh, God calls it willfulness. Listen, you call it what you want today, but it doesn't change the fact that God calls it sin. Yeah. Listen, yeah. sin is, will, has always been sin, and it will always remain sin no matter what we define it to be. And we can all say, Amen. Amen. Uh, since the Bible says, for all have sinned, yeah. we've all got something in common this morning. We are all born again, are, we're all sinners, but some of us are saved sinners, and if you're here today, you're not saved, then you're a lost sinner. Right. But we're all sinners. Yeah. Amen. We're all debtors, uh, and God's forgiveness is a necessity. Uh, here we, in this story it, is a woman whose life was polluted and scarred by sin, uh, and why, And notice, everybody, the Bible says, in the city, they knew who she was. Uh, they knew what she had done. Even the Pharisee tried to condemn the Lord for uh, not knowing. <clears throat> you know, listen, if you don't know who Jesus is, you're going to think a lot of things about the Lord that aren't true. In fact, if your relationship with Him is not what it ought to be, you're going to think a lot about the Lord, listen, His Word and the church, that aren't true. Right. Amen. Uh, but we notice... Uh, the Lord says that who, are the, the, who and what manner of woman this was that toucheth him, for she's a sinner. Uh, verse 48, we hear Jesus say to this sin-sick, depraved woman, listen, the same thing he has said to you and me if we're born again. He said, thy sins are forgiven. Amen. Listen, as far as Jesus was concerned, forgiveness was, uh, was that simple. You know, we tried to make forgiveness difficult, but it's not that difficult. Listen, if it's, if it's that simple for the Lord, then why can't we make it simple? I mean, we, listen, we've sure muddied up the waters of forgiveness and muddied up the waters of salvation today, but as far as the Lord is concerned, it is as simple as saying, forgive me of my sin. Amen. And if we will confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and do what? Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Uh, to a sinful woman, forgiveness was a matter of necessity but to a supreme savior's forgiveness was a matter of simplicity and he just simply said thy sins are forgiven i've heard people say all over as i said a while ago "Oh, we you know we shouldn't magnify sin because it's offensive to, to people haven't we come a long way about being you know we don't want to offend anybody well wait a minute sin ought to offend people Listen, it's offensive to a holy and a righteous God. Listen, when our sin was placed upon the Lord Jesus Christ uh, on the cross of Calvary, you know how, sin, how much it offended a holy and a righteous God? He turned his face from his own son. The only time in history, listen, that God has ever turned his back on his son. Why? Because it was offensive. Um, it ought to be offensive. But, folks, listen, to minimize sin is to minimize forgiveness. If we're not, listen, if we're not filthy, then we can't be made clean. Now, without sin, there can be no forgiveness. Without forgiveness, there would be no sin. And unless, listen, unless we come to the place that we realize that we are a lost, hell-bound sinner, listen, you can't even get saved. Listen, but I want you to know today we're all sinners, and we ought to all say amen. Amen. Uh, But I'm thankful today that we can be forgiven. That word forgiven is a Greek word, and I'll just spell it. It's A-P-H-I-E-M-I, Afie me, I believe that's how you say it, which means to send away. When John saw Jesus, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. You see, when God forgives, He takes away our sin. You say, where does he take them? Where where does he send them? Well, Psalm 103 and verse 12, it says, as far as the east is from the west. So far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Isaiah chapter 38 and verse 17 says, thou hast cast all my sin behind thy back. And you know, when I thought about that, I thought, you know, to me that says that God never turns around and looks back. If he casts them back there and he uh, remembers our sin against us no more, then listen, God is always facing and moving forward. I guess that's why Paul said, Forgetting those things which are behind, I press forward to the mark of the high calling of the Lord Jesus Christ. So listen, if God forgets our sin, then guess what? We ought to do the same thing. Micah chapter 7 and verse 19, it says, he will subdue our iniquities and thou wilt cast all their sin into the depths of the sea. I read a story about Corey Tinboom, and she said this. I thought this was pretty good. When I bring my sins to the Lord Jesus, he cast them into the depths of the sea, forgiven and forgotten. And then he puts up a sign that says, no fishing allowed. Amen. Amen. Isn't it amazing how we today, we... Uh, we ask the Lord God to forgive our sin, and He cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And we we take our uh, the the fishing pole of our life, and we put a, a hook back on it. We throw it right back into the sea and try to dredge up our sin again. Listen, leave it in there. Don't pull it up. The devil uses that against you to keep you from being what God would have you to be. Um, listen, God said He He's forgiven us. Uh, Isaiah forty four twenty two It says, I have blotted out as a, a thick cloud my, Thy transgressions and as a cloud Thy sin And the one I like is Colossians 2, 14 Where Paul describes our sin he says, as a handwriting of ordinances That was against us Which was contrary to us Listen, the handwriting of ordinances Was a legal note It was a legal payment uh, We'd call it an IOU today Uh, In other words, because of our sin, the law demanded payment. Uh, The law of God demanded penalty and punishment for our sin. The law of God numbered our sins. The uh, the law of God listed them and and revealed our sin. And the law of God demanded payment, our sin, and it cries out guilty. Listen, the law of God has declared that there has to be a price paid for our sin. But stay with me. Notice what the Lord did with our sin. Notice what he did with our IOU. Paul said that he took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. In other words, our sin debt has been canceled. I wish, and I told my wife this the other day, I I wish uh, I had the time to where I could uh, uh, build a cross, something like that. I'd stick it right up here. And then if there's a sin in your life, listen, that you could... That, that haunts you and, and it seems like you go back to, you could write it down on a piece of paper. You following me? Listen, a handwriting of ordinances. It's a pay, Listen, and then you could take it and you could bring it up here and you could nail it to that cross. And listen, you know why? Because that's what the Lord has done for you already. Listen, it's paid for. He took care of it. It's under the blood. Listen, and, 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 and I may still do it yet, by the way. Uh, but listen, when you nail it up there, leave it. Amen. It would be a reminder today. And in your mind, you ought to try to get that today. Uh, listen, when you come and, and you ask God to forgive you of sin, no matter what it might be, listen, you are literally taking that sin and, and you're nailing it to the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And he said, thy sins are what? Forgiven. It'd take you a little effort to go back up there and get it. Yet we do that every week. We do it all the time. Listen, we owed a debt we could not pay. But Jesus paid the debt he did not owe. And he gave us a legal discharge by a bloody cross, an empty tomb. Listen, Jesus didn't cover our sin. You follow me? First John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sin, that he'll be right, uh, 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 faithful and just to forgive us of our sin. And what's the next word? Lent. Oh, yeah. In other words, they're gone. Oh, A- have you ever seen them little, uh, I call them, I guess them white, uh, what is it, Mr. Clean things? You, you can wipe. I'm telling you, those are awesome. You got to be careful what you use them on because it'll, literally, it'll take it off. Yeah. Amen. You know, and it, that's like the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Listen, he has taken that on the sin of our life, and he's got up there, man, and he started rubbing up. And listen, I want you to know that, that stuff is, it, it, our sin is gone. Right. Listen, how can we go back and get something that has been cleansed and it's there no more? Right. But we seem to go back and get it in our minds all the time. Yeah. Listen, he removed them, took them away, sent them away. And I thank God that we all have a Savior that forgives our sin. Um, there was a British preacher by the name of Bar- uh, Brownlow North. He went to preach in one of the largest churches in London. And uh, he greeted the people. And he was standing there like most preachers do. And they were shaking hands. Well, there was a, an individual that when when they walked by, they stuck a note uh, in this preacher's hand while he was there shaking hands and Well, he was coming up to get ready to preach, and he reached into his pocket and took the note out and he began to read it. And on that note that this person handed him were dates, places, and things, and sins that he had committed in his life, in his past life. And at the bottom of the note were the words Now, I dare you to stand and preach after you're guilty of all these things. Well, the story goes that Brownlow he stepped into the pulpit and and he took the note and he read it to the congregation. He read every date. He read every a uh, 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 place. He read every sin that was listed, and he confessed and said, "I confess that everything in this note is true." He said, "I must also uh, confess that there are things that I have done that are not in that note." He said, but my friend has overlooked one thing. He said, the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, hath cleansed me from all my sin. Amen. Listen, I want you to know that, listen, I'm thankful today. I, all of us, listen, we, we're all sinners and we all have a past. We've all done things that we are not proud of and we just assume they stay in the past. Amen. Uh, but I'm here to let you know that, listen, that though those things are true. That, you know, when I was went and, and uh, uh, signed up to be the uh, uh, chaplain of the uh, Carrollton Fire Department, they said, hey, I just want you to know we're going to do a background check. And I said, how, how far back do you go? And he said, we go all the way. And I told the... Uh, the chief, I said, okay, we need to sit down, and we need to have a little conversation. He said, okay. We sat down, and I gave him my testimony. Yeah. Right. And he said, okay, I appreciate it. And I got up, I left, come back to the office, and I said, well, at least I tried. Yeah. You know, I probably won't go. And about two weeks later, I got a phone call, and it was him. He said, hey, I need you to come down to the office for a minute. And I'm thinking, oh, man, well, at least I tried. And we went back, and, and uh, I sat down in his office, and he said, you know, we, I told you I was going to do a background check. And I said, yeah, I know. And he said, you know, we did that. And he said, everything you told me was all there. Huh. And he said, but, you know, he said, I'm glad you told me. Because had you not told me, he said, then you would have been disqualified immediately. Right, right, right. But since you told me, he said, we'd like to use you and put you in as chaplain of the fire department. And so I served for about five years for our Carrollton Fire Department. But listen, you know what? We all have a past. And we all know what it is. Uh, But I'm thankful today that, listen, that that our Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says that His blood has cleansed us from part of our sin. Oh, no, wait a minute. It didn't say part of them. No, listen, just like they did. They said we go all the way back. Now, listen, I want you to understand that uh, when we confess our sin, that the blood of Christ goes all the way back. Uh, He don't stop in the middle and just get through some of them. He don't stop and get these and pick. No, listen, I want you to understand something today, uh, that that the blood of Christ cleanses us from all our sin. Amen. I'm thankful today. Well, this old preacher, listen, he he mentioned that, and, and he said, you ask me why I'm happy, I'll just tell you why. He said, because my sins are gone. Well, there was an old preacher one time that remembered that old that man, what he said. And he got down and he said, listen, he wrote these words. We're sinners who deserve to be in hell upside down with our backs broke. But God looks to a bloody cross and an empty tomb and said, Thy sins are forgiven. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Listen, there's no person that God won't forgive. And there's no past that God can't forgive. Right. All you have to do is come and ask Him for forgiveness. Hey. Romans chapter 5 and verse 20. Whenever I think about this woman, I think about this verse. It says, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Her sins were many, yet she is forgiven. Um, Great may have been her sin, but far greater is God's forgiveness. Uh, All Simon the Pharisee could notice was the sinfulness of that woman. But what he should have noticed was the sinlessness of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, listen, if Simon recognized she was a sinner, what would that say to him, who is a hypocritical Pharisee? The sinner, this woman guilty of many sins, is a testimony to the, the truth that nobody has gone so far that God's grace can't reach them and no matter how far one goes in sin, God's forgiveness is still available. Uh, this woman, when she is forgiven, she expressed her gratitude. Look in verse 37 through 39. It says, And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, uh, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisees' house, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him, weeping, and I began to wash his feet. And wiped them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Listen, everything about her actions, um, listen, uh, show us the devotedness, her devotedness and uh, love for the Lord Jesus. Um, look in verse 44 through verse 46. It says, And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Sist thou this woman? I entered into thine house and... For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. You know, Mark 14, if you look there, it tells us that the ointment was worth 300 pence. That was equal to a year's wage. This woman didn't care about that. Uh, She didn't care about the cost, and the reason was because she loved the Lord, and she wanted to show her gratitude. So she broke that box of ointment and poured it on his head. In other words, watch this, that she could not place a monetary value on the forgiveness that she had received, free of charge. Uh, listen, uh, I've, I've, I've been seeing commercials on uh, TV, about church, uh, about these churches that, that come and, and, and on there, and I, I, I personally don't like it. I'm just, just my opinion, but they, one of the things that they say is about their worship is, "You deserve more." And I told my wife, I said, that's not right. We, it's not what God can do for us. It's what we can do for God. It's not what, listen, it's not what the church can do for me and you. It's what we can do for the cause of Christ. Uh, we don't deserve, listen, if we, we got what we deserved, I've already told you that with our backs broken in the depths of hell. Listen, that's what we deserve Listen, no, listen, when we come here, the one who deserves everything that we can offer him is God himself. Why? Because he has forgiven us all of our sin. Why? Because he's the one that paid the debt. Why? Because he's the one that gave his son to die on the cross of Calvary. Listen, if anybody deserves more, he deserves more. Not you and not me. Listen, we have sure made worship all about us. This woman didn't care. Listen, she was worshiping. It wasn't about her. It was about the Lord. From the second she went into Simon's house, we read that she never ceased to kiss the feet of the Lord. That word ceased here tells us that her love for the Lord was literally fever pitched. In other words, she didn't start and then stop. Uh, But her show of, of her love for the Lord, listen, watch, was a continual process. From the moment the Lord entered into that house, she wept, she washed, she wiped, she warmed, and she worshiped the one who had forgiven her many sins. She recognized that that was the Messiah. She recognized that he was the one that had forgiven her sin. And I think today that we have forgotten and now we have become blinded to who the one that has paid the price for us. Uh, The woman didn't know that uh, Jesus was going to go die on the cross for her sins. She had she didn't know that. She didn't know of the riches of divine grace and the blessings that are ours in Christ. Yet yet watch, look how she loves him. Shouldn't we? Think about it, shouldn't we? These these two thousand plus years this side of the cross we who have seen full revelation of God's grace and uh, listen shouldn't we be a hundred even a thousand times more in love with the Lord Jesus Christ on this side of the cross than what she was but listen shouldn't we have been who have been blessed with all spiritual blessings be more willing and committed to the cause of Christ than what she was Listen, she who gave, listen, a, a, a year's wage and, and just poured it out on the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, why, shouldn't we today who have, who have watched and we know from the revelation of the Word of Almighty God, shouldn't we know, who know that He died for our sin and the manifold grace that He has bestowed upon us, shouldn't we give everything that we have for Him? But we, we look and say, Man, you know, yeah. I don't know, my what? did that stop? What's today's date? Oh, we're having something at the church. Well, let me look at my calendar, see if I can make it back. Wait a minute, isn't, should we not give him everything that we can give him? Yeah, I think so. I mean, this uninvited, listen, this woman wasn't even invited into the house. And she came in and she showered the Lord with her token of love. And watch, one of her acts that has always blessed my heart is the fact that, listen, it's described by the Lord in verse 44. Look there. She hath washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Listen, for a woman to let her hair down in public then listen, it was a shame. But you know what? She didn't care. She still let down her hair and began to weep and wash the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ with her tears and dry them with her hair. Oh, yeah, but when it's time for the the invitation, we sit in our pew, and we say, man, I can't go up there. Somebody might think I'm a sinner. I can't do that. I can't listen. Wait a minute. Shouldn't we who have been forgiven most? Why do we allow the altar to shame us? Boy, she went in, and she didn't care what people thought. Right, right. That's good. I mean, think about this. I, I never thought about this until I started reading it. See, she anointed his feet with the fragrant ointment or perfume, and, and she took it away. And as she started to think about it, she's broken this spikenard box over his feet, and, and then she started wiping it and drying it with her hair. Think about it. Jesus and the woman carried the same sweet fragrance wherever they went. Yeah. Jesus smelled like the fragrance of the ointment. And she smelled like the fragrance of Jesus. The fragrance of forgiveness. Yeah. Remember, the Bible says that everyone in the city knew of her past. They knew who she was. They knew what she used to be before she met Jesus. But now she's been forgiven. And as she walks back in the city, think about it. She walks back in the city and she passes these people and they say, What's that smell? Yeah. Man, that sure is a sweet smell. Yeah. What is that? Well, it's a smell of forgiveness. That's what it is. Amen. It's a smell of the Lord Jesus Christ. She smells like Him. Listen, uh, when we leave this place today, you know what? You ought to smell like the Lord. Yeah. You ought to have the fragrance of forgiveness in your life and knowing that you've done what God would have you to do. Yeah, amen. Listen, when people who are lost, backslidden, bitter, out of sorts with God, they walk by us, listen, when they get right, they'll smell like forgiveness. You know why? Because the Bible says, Behold, old things are passed away and behold, all things are become new. I mean, he deserved it. Did he not? Absolutely he did. I mean, he deserved that. In ancient Jewish custom, watch, it was customary courtesy to offer a guest water to wash their feet, hands, and face. It was also the custom that when a guest arrived, uh, they would greet him with a kiss or her, welcoming them into their home. But when Jesus got there, none of that happened. None of these courtesies were offered to him by Simon. But yet this woman slips in uninvited and took upon herself to serve the Lord Jesus with all these common courtesies. And from the moment she got there, she didn't stop serving and attending to the Lord. Why? Because she knew that her Lord deserved nothing less than her love, loyalty, and her life. Look in verse 47 and I'll be done. Her sins, which are many, are forgiven For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. I could stand here for a long time and give you a lot of reasons why you ought to love God and live for Him. But there's no greater reason than the fact that He has freely and fully forgiven you and me. Jesus is saying in verse 47 that a person who appreciates God's forgiveness is a person who will love Him much. That's what it says. Yeah. But somebody who loveth little is someone who does not appreciate his forgiveness. Listen, I appreciate the forgiveness of God. It don't take me long to look back at my life and realize that, listen, I've been forgiven much. Listen, I don't, I don't love him more because I'm a preacher. I don't love him more because I'm a pastor. I love Him because He has forgiven me of much. Because He allowed me to do this. Listen, but if I were not this, I'm telling you, I'd still love Him. Listen, why? Because He's forgiven me. Because He cleansed me from all my sin. Because He, he listen, He put them behind His back. And listen, he, they've been nailed to the cross. And I can hear tell you this morning, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I can stand and say, I know that I am forgiven yeah that's why I serve him. that's why I do what I do because listen, the only reason I love him is because he first loved me. yeah you know he loves you today listen is there is there a sin in your life you ought to get right? Today's a day It's God's forgiveness. Listen, maybe there's something that uh, thats still maybe you know. You ought to think in your mind and write it down on a piece of paper and come up here and nail it to the cross. And then when you, when you get up, leave it here. Amen. Yeah. Uh, say, well, preacher, uh, you know, no, wait a minute. Listen, remember, that woman came in. She didn't care what they thought. Right, right yeah, go read about her. I mean, she didn't care. She came in. She had one purpose. She was going to worship the Lord. And she was going to let him know that she appreciated his forgiveness. Amen. Do you appreciate his forgiveness? Well, if you do, show it. Amen. I mean, I'm just just putting it out there. Yeah. But now, you have to make the decision. Listen, I want to leave here today knowing my sins are forgiven. Amen. Father, help us this morning. Speak to our hearts, Lord. Lord, I... Lord, I don't know what folks have faced this week, but God, you know. Lord, I, I don't even know if, if everyone here is saved, but God, you know. And Lord, all they have to do is come. All they have to do, God, is come. And Lord, help them, Lord, today. If there's somebody here that's lost, I pray, dear Father, that you'll help them. and uh, God, to get saved. Lord, help them to realize it and not to worry about what people. It doesn't matter what people think. Lord, it's between you and them. And Lord, eternity is being weighed in the balance in their soul today. I pray, God, that you would speak to their hearts. Maybe there's someone here today that just needs to come and, Lord, just give you something, Lord, and nail that sin to the cross, whatever it might be. God, I pray that you'd speak to their hearts. Give this invitation, Lord, today, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, nobody's looking around, please. I ask this sometime, and I see folks looking around. Can I ask you to please not look